Act Three of The Story of the Armada by Amos MacDonald. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One The Palace, Whitehall, London. Enter, left, Queen. Followed by Lady in Waiting, Page. Lord Burleigh, Sir Walter Raleigh, Jock, Nan, and Alice. Queen seats herself on throne in centre, scepter and orb in her hands. Lady in waiting, Page and Raleigh on left, Burleigh on right. Jock, Nan, and Alice behind Burleigh. All standing, except Queen and Burleigh. Burleigh rises and bows to Queen. A great victory, your majesty. Truly my ears are deaf with the firing of pieces and ringing of bells. Hark! Ding, ding, dong, bell, ding, ding, dong, bell. From Deptford to Westminster they make the old belfry shake. My people do rejoice at our preservation. What says Sir Francis of our scattered foes? A messenger from Sir Francis Drake is lately come. May it please your highness to hear him. Enter left, Will of Babacombe. Bring him forward. Will, bows and kneels. What is his message? Will, rises. Sir Francis doth say that he doubts not, by the grace of heaven, so to handle the matter with the Duke of Zeronia, as he shall wish himself at St. Mary Port, among his orange trees. All laugh. Among his orange trees? Thou'rt a Devon lad? So I be. Our brave sailors in the West Country have done us good service. What Drake hath not already done, methinks the tempests will soon accomplish. Truly, your grace, for there be day and night a storm in the North Sea that shakes heaven and earth. The Spaniards go before it, thinking to round the Cape of Scotland and find water, and repairing of their galleons on the western coasts. Even here the heavens are black and the wind roars. The heavy ships of Spain will fare sorely. Your grace has indeed seen marvels from your youth to now, near on threescore years. You may spare your arithmetic, my lord, for those like yourself whom it suiteth. Not so old, not so old yet. Nay, never, never. Unfading Gloriana. Unfading Gloriana. My good people. But, see you, here comes Sir Francis himself. Enter, left, Sir Francis Drake. What news of the foe, Sir Francis? Your Highness, in Spain tis reported that their armada has won a great victory. A great victory? A good jest. Truly, for soon shall it be shown, and we will declare it, that this mighty fleet of 140 sail has been scattered by 30 of Her Majesty's own ships of war. Marvellous, marvellous! And we have shuffled this invincible navy from Cornwall to Portland, where the Spaniards shamefully left Don Pedro de Valdez with his mighty ship. Then, from Portland to Calais, where they lost Hugh de Moncado and his galleys, from Calais they were chased by squibs from their anchors. It was by Her Majesty's own most excellent counsel that the fire ships were sent amongst them. We did take the fire ships as a most prudent device. 
never did anything please me more than to see the enemy flying with the southerly winds to the northward as the lord admiral hath told you though we had no powder nor shot and no food we did put on a brag countenance and pursued as long as we were able you did well your highness the winds and waves have fought for us too the ships are crushed on the rocks and the noble dons in their velvet and jewels are robbed and slain by the wild islanders only a few are escaped to spain besides those who are in your majesty's hands to do with as your princely wisdom doth ordain what prisoners have you foremost is don pedro de valdez leader of the andalusian squadron a man of great estimation with the king of spain the don is here bring him hither enter left don pedro de Vadez. drake brings him forward the leader of the andalusian squadron madam they were a valiant foe prepared to sell their lives with blows now by my troth tis a pity that an enemy's soul should be so nobly lodged he is magnificent to lady see you wench they wear the sleeves slashed in spain and tis a brave fashion to day valdez your ransom my lord must be great to be worthy of your nobleness a goodly ransom can i promise you i only desire now to be free from the presence of these base creatures as for our defeat his majesty sent us to fight men and not the tempests we will send our prisoners back to recount the worthy achievement of their invincible and dreadful navy and to tell king philip another tale from that he looked to hear yea verily for they did not in all their sailing round england so much as sink or take one ship bark pinnace or cockboat of ours or even burn as much as one sheepcoat in this land ye have done your work well and the storm has saved us from our enemies he blew with his winds and they were scattered so shall it be remembered for ever most loving thanks i give to my lord high admiral and to you sir francis drake i am right thankful that your grace made choice of me to be actor in so great a cause and what shall we give to you sir walter and to all our brave and loving subjects who have sent ships or imperilled their lives in our service to-day i dare not say whatever you give little or great i thank your majesty i would fain see a medal struck which should bear the words it was done by a woman for it is to her grace that her eyes turn in this the hour of victory God and verily this day's work shall be spoken of and the fruits thereof enjoyed in times which are far off for now is the might of spain broken now is the new world open before us and the ocean remains as the inheritance of the people of our land hail mighty queen before whose throne we bow and find the victor's laurels to set upon thy brow around thy throne attendant thy servants here i found their names like the last of trumpet if far off time shall sound 
Hail, mighty Queen, hail, great in war and peace. Move down to distant ages with praise that shall not cease. Exeunt in procession. End of Act 3. End of The Story of Miramata by Amos MacDonald.